Hey guys, welcome back to My Kajiggers podcast with Dan and Emily. Today we have an amazingly special episode for you guys. Not only do we have one special guest, but we have two special guests today. Our first special guest is a new part of my family. We adopted a dog a week and a half ago. His name is Fenrir. And not only do we have Finn as a part of our family, but we have a very special guest on the podcast today, Molly. Hello. Welcome, Molly. Thanks for coming. It was actually one of our goals for the year to have a guest on the podcast. So cool. I'm excited. Yeah. And then what better way than to have one of not only my best friends, but one of Dan's also really good friends. Hell yeah. So Molly actually worked with both of us at our previous job. So we all became good friends. Yeah, we had fun working with Molly, especially when she was sleep deprived. <laughs> she got really goofy. Yeah, sometimes when I don't sleep enough, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's fun, though. It makes the job interesting. So like my special talent was puddling and then Molly was just Molly. <laughs> I've never felt more like a parent than helping Molly <laughs> with a science project. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yeah, Dan helped me with a project that I had to do for a physics class. And I was like, I don't even remember why I was there so much, but Dan basically helped me assemble the entire thing. Yeah, I went oh, full on dad and just took over yeah, and started building. That was the catapult, the catapult wasn't it? He helped me with the catapult. And we actually got an A on it and it was like one of the best ones in the class. So good job, parent Dan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Work dad. Sad thing is I meant to make it a volcano. <laughs> I'm just not good at it. No, no, it was catapult. <laughs> it was good, though. Okay, you want to jump right into our what the fuck news for the week? Yes. So my first one of the week is Arizona National Monument, which is home to a Native American burial site, was set to be blown up for the border wall. How fucked up is that? I mean... I think we're going to fight over this. Okay. To me, well, one, it's sacred land. So the particular area that the wall is supposed to be built on is a national monument and it houses remains of very special species that are no longer here and it was a burial site for native americans and they wanted to blow it up to make flat level ground but like it's still like they were doing it without consultation for like the native americans that own that because well they don't own it it's public land it's well, just I'm getting to that. Okay. It's occurring on this place called Monument Hill, which has the burial site of a tribe called Toronto Odom. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And they have reservation right next to it, which is private land. So they can't actually do anything to that area right there. But unfortunately, the place that houses the remains is supposedly supposed to be public land, which is absolutely unfortunate. And it sucks because that is where their people and Native Americans have their own like special rituals, mm -hmm. which I highly respect. And so they want to destroy it. I think it's crap. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing I can do. I'm a little peon. So what, what can right. I do about it? But to me, I just think it's crap. Yeah. I think like something that, like we're talking about in school right now is like ethical like sides of things. And so, yeah, that's something that they want to do to like help with the immigration or whatever. But the fact that that is like a sacred area, even if it is public, that like, is it right or is it wrong or is yeah. it? Fair, is it not? The congressman in that area, his name is Raul Gari Halva. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Him and several other people have written like letters to Homeland Security to be like, hey, is there any way we can move, like not touch this land? Like, you know, just trying to make contact, but of course nobody will answer. Mm -hmm. But that's just with this administration. So, but. Another part of like the land is that it's part of a biosphere reserve. It aims to protect like samples of the world's ecosystem. And it was actually one of the first biosphere areas for this particular group. And so like it was, you know, they want to preserve ecosystems. So I don't know. I find all the wrong in it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, there's nothing I can do about it. What? I know. Like, why do you, yeah. Why do you think this is? Okay. Well, it is public land it's not the indigenous people's land anymore they have been doing some work to preserve some of that ecosystem and relocating stuff i was looking at other articles today they've been relocating some of these giant cactuses and desert plants that are rare or whatever good i've been meaning to look up because this happened a what a week or so a week and a half like ago that. and it's not like they're demolishing the whole hill they're just trying to clear some space and 
they call it a monument. Even the people that are upset about this, when they describe it, it's not like a big work of art or anything. It's yeah. collections of intentionally piled rocks. And my best understanding is the ancient tradition was they just left a body there and eventually bone fragments just developed on the ground as they rotted. Yeah. Wasn't actually like burial. Yeah. But like this is where they laid their people to rest. I don't think there's like anything of great value there. Like it would have been to me the more ethical thing to do would be give them a chance to relocate the remains. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't think they would. They historically, even you see with pipelines, like they don't want to cooperate. They just protest. Yeah. I think I think to me though, not like human remains aside, but like species, if they haven't gotten through maybe discovering some of the species that were there, whether a plant or animal, I think like if they're still trying to, you know, excavate whatever mm-hmm. is there. It's a sixty foot wide swath of land. How much is gonna be there that the world absolutely can't do without? I don't know. I just to me, I don't see the point in getting super outraged about it. I'd say give them like two months to clear whatever they wanted out and then let them know like it's happening after that two months. We're not going to sit around and like negotiate after that. But you got you got a couple months. Take whatever you want. Is that what they're doing, though? Are they like allowing them to have that no, time? No. no. Oh, okay. Absolutely not. Not with this administration. Okay. The I doubt whole... they would take advantage of it anyway, though. Okay. They were going to go in full force whether they agreed to it or not. From a completely legal perspective, I don't have an issue with it. Like, it's public land. Yeah. It might actually be more beneficial to, like, make an agreement to go through the tribal land. Like, I don't know, that might be more flat to, like, build the wall. But I doubt they would make that concession either. I don't see the point in putting a lot of money into, like, going way around it. Yeah. Or not do it. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I really had to say on it. I mean, I told you we weren't going to agree on that one. Yeah. So, my first story, I love this one. Headline, New Hampshire police chief stripped of duties, disrobes, walks into storm. (laughs) Police chief Richard Lee from Croydon, New Hampshire, was their sole police officer since 2000. Uh, In recent years, he's been clashing with their town board because they're trying to save money. They think, we could probably just dissolve our police department. We don't have that much crime. We'll just contract with a nearby town or the state police. Well, They already tried to get rid of him once. The town rallied around him. So they had another town board meeting and without warning him ahead of time, just voted to dissolve the police department and told him, you know, he was without a job. He needed to immediately turn in his cruiser and his uniform badge, all of that. So he did. (laughs) He just took it all off in the uh, town hall. (laughs) I don't think I recognized that's what was happening until you literally just said yeah. it. So he was so mad that he just walked out wearing nothing but his briefs, some boots, a shirt and a hat into a snowstorm, <laughs> intending to walk seven miles home, made it about a mile, declining offers of rides from other citizens until somebody basically called up his wife and like, hey, your husband done lost his mind. More power to you, I guess, for just like saying, that, okay, this is what you want. Here you go. That's an epic level of pissed off when you strip down in a town hall meeting <laughs> and then just walk out into a snowstorm. This is the stuff of legends. See, I'm picturing like this happening, like of just like somebody doing this in the town meeting and then just walking around town or like going to the square and they're like, yeah, this is what happened. I, I don't know. I wonder if they could have done something else to be like, oh, could you maybe, we move you to like this town force or, but I mean, I can't believe I'm, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Here we go with Emily not being able to conjure up sentences. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a town of 800 and there's other nearby small towns. So like, it's not like there's any place else for him to go. It's mm-hmm. just apparently like him and the board have just been going back and forth. So that's his wife telling him to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. Yes. But the fact that it was a snowstorm, just, oh, I love it. So what's your next one? I don't think you're ready for this, Molly. <laughs> Florida City shuts down part of park due to an annual snake orgy. Ew. Let me just read you the first sentence of this article. I don't even like the idea that, that it's snakes. Like, that just makes me, like, squeamish. So from CNN, things got quite... Spicy near Lake Hollingsworth in Lakeland, Florida. It's actually written that way in the article. It is. 
spicy. <laughs> so yes, so people began to report, like people that lived in this area began to report like an abundance of like snakes moving down by the <clears> lake. And so, like, the local police department were like, okay, well, we'll check it out and see, like, what's going on. And it turns out Florida has native water snakes, and they were coming in for mating season. So officials literally, like, taped off, like, a section of this park with caution tape to increase public awareness of the snake orgy. I don't know how many times they said orgy in this article. Um, so, but like the snakes aren't like aggressive or venomous. They're not aggressive unless like you like provoke them, right. like any snake, and they'll go away after mating season. There is just so much fucked up in Florida with Florida, just Florida. It's just something wrong with Florida. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Florida, Dan, let's hear your Florida story. <laughs> okay, Florida woman threatened with gun by man she met on a sugar daddy website. Oh my gosh. <laughs> People are so fucking stupid. Man, there's so much going on with this. So the girl was, I think she's in her 20s. She was having trouble paying her rent and she agreed to meet this 71-year-old man that she met on NaplesEscorts.com. Mm. A friend of hers just dropped her off at his place. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Super safe. Quality friend right there. And he handed her $400 and then they went to his kitchen and ate. And then she just kept like putting off doing anything else until he eventually got pissed off. Somehow they ended up in his bedroom and he got mad enough that he pulled a gun and eventually a knife and demanded his money back. Actually, he was reasonable. He only demanded half his money back. Hey, if that guy is paying you for yeah. what you know that you're getting paid was, for, come on, bitch. Say, do you know what you're signing up for there? Yeah, that's like, obviously she shouldn't have to. No, she right. shouldn't have to, right. of course. But, but if, why would you want give him go, a refund. Why would you want to go onto an escort's website? Because that's generally what an escort is. Mm -hmm. You knew, did she know how old he was at the beginning? Maybe, I don't know. You knew that you're getting a creepy old man. If you're on an escort website, yeah. you're getting a creepy man. If you're getting paid for a service, I think you're knowing what kind of service right. that you're going to be getting. Right. Yeah, this guy got arrested for assault or whatever, but he's saying she needs to be arrested for robbing him. Eh, and, he also handed her the money. Yeah. yeah. He went on to say that they had agreed on a price for services, and then he just became angry when she refused to perform any of those services. So he admits that he grabbed a gun, demanded half his money back, and his quote to the news that they had to bleep was, she touched everything in my house but my dick. Oh. <laughs> it's a pretty great video of them like interviewing him on his couch, and he's just so pissed off. I mean, I would be too. Yeah. And this is so dangerous too. Like Showing just, up to a stranger's house. Yeah, the whole sugar daddy thing. It's weird. I know that there's people out there that have sugar daddy relationships that nothing happens mm -hmm. physically, but I feel like if you enter into that relationship with somebody, you kind of know that's where it's probably right. going, especially yeah. if it's an escort website. Yes. He should get his money back. You should. More than half. He needs to get all of it back, or at least a like store credit. Store credit to what? Another escort. <laughs> Vaginas are us. Oh, no. Services of equal or lesser value. <laughs> so, since we're on the topic of weird sugar daddies. Oh, gosh. And the way Dan had started this off, are we about to do some tasty news? We are. Yes. This one comes from foodess.com. Are you ready for this? I'm not even close yet. Today, we've got moist chocolate cake. <laughs> Let's start with your ingredients. You got one and three quarter cups all-purpose flour, two cups granulated sugar, three quarter cups unsweetened cocoa powder, one and a half teaspoons of baking soda, three quarter teaspoons of salt, two large eggs, one cup buttermilk, half a cup melted butter, one tablespoon vanilla extract, <laughs> and one cup of nice hot coffee. And you're going to want to get ready any frosting of your choice. Start by preheating your oven to 350 degrees. Grease 
cotton flour to nine inch baking pans. Mix together flour, sugar, cocoa, baking soda, and salt. <laughs> Add eggs, buttermilk, melted butter, mm. and vanilla extract. The butter, the butter part. The butter part gets me. That's the part. <laughs> Beat it. <laughs> Until it's so smooth. Oh my gosh. I woke up your dog. (laughs) It's okay, Finn. (laughs) Stir in that hot coffee with a rubber spatula. Your batter will be very runny. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's just seen her face. Pour the batter evenly between the two pans and bake on middle rack for about 35 minutes. It's ready when you can shove a toothpick deep in the (laughs) moist center of that cake and have it come out clean. Way to pause on that one. I wish there was just a video for Emily's face. Moist crumbs. Allow to cool 15 minutes. Then run a butter knife gently around the edges of the cake before removing. Allow to cool completely before coating that entire cake with your frosting. That makes me want to vomit. Mm. <laughs> That's tasty. You never look at food the same again. Nope, nope. Did that live up to your expectations? Um, when you said beat it. <laughs> Butter and beat it. I don't know yeah, why. It's like the B butter, syllable. Buttermilk, butter, and beat, beat it. it. <laughs> and um, the toothpick. The frosting. <laughs> with your frosting. Yeah. <laughs> so just repeating it made Molly joke. That was good. This is probably our last one for a while, but decided to go ahead and do one just for Molly's benefit. Yeah, thank you. I, I needed that. I appreciate it. <laughs> so how about we go directly into the main topic of today's show? So this week we're going to be talking about Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland from 2010. Yay. This was Molly's selection. Why don't you tell us why you chose it? Emily lets me use her Disney Plus, so she was like, pick something off of that, and that was one of, I didn't want to pick an animated show, and I had seen it before, and I knew that I liked it, but I wanted to rewatch it, and just like, really get into it in a more in-depth version of it, because like, I'd watched it when I was younger, and so now that I'm older, I can like, have a better understanding of it. Yeah, that movie's 10 years this year. Yeah. I remember seeing the movie, I think I went and saw it in theaters, and then I remember because it came out with a soundtrack called Almost Alice. Yes. Which I own because I only bought it because one of my favorite bands is on there, and that is the only song that I listen to off of it. <laughs> is it a fake band? All Time Low. Yeah, that's not fake. Thank you. I have some of their music. Do you really? Yeah. Hmm. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head the names of the songs, but yeah. I bet one's called Dear Maria, Count Me In. No. Wow! Surprised. Uh, why don't we start with Molly, and you can give us some of your thoughts on the movie. All right. So, um, like I said, I'd seen it before and I just kind of wanted to like look into it more. And like one of the things that definitely like caught my attention, like right off the bat is that it's like the worlds are parallel to each other in a way that like some of the characters like from her real life are in Wonderland. Mm. And I don't think I realized that like before. And so it was definitely interesting for me to try and like match all those characters to each other this time versus just like sitting and watching the movie. And one of my favorite scenes in that entire movie is when Alice is like going to the tea table with the Mad Hatter and the hair and that little mouse is there too. I don't remember what her name is, but that hair cracks me up because I think that I'm him. Like he just says the most randomest shit and then throws things. Yes, that's me. (laughs) I am. That's what I do. I do weird crap like that. And just I thought it was really funny and like how caring that the Hatter is towards her, even though he's like considered mad or whatever. Like, the amount of kindness that he shows her, like, with kind of knowing her, but not really knowing her is, like, intense, I guess, is a word for it. Mm. But I really liked the movie. I also really like the plot of it in general. And just at the end, like, she comes back from, like, her dream and, like, her little getaway of 
all the craziness in life and she decides that she doesn't need a man and that she wants to do her own thing and like follow her in her father's footsteps and like I'm a very women empowerment whatever you want to call that of just you don't need a guy to be happy or you don't need a girl to be happy you can totally do your own thing and like that movie kind of shows it of like her father passed away and she like wanted to carry on in his footsteps even though she wasn't a man or her father's son and then she like goes on this voyage and like that leads into the next movie but I really like the message behind all of that so that's my little spiel on the movie I guess. Yeah talking about her dad being dead I found it really weird. Like, they never really said what happened to him, how Mm -hmm. long it had been. I kind of kept expecting that he had disappeared into Wonderland and would Uh show up at some point. Yeah. The fact that he doesn't really left me confused. Yeah. I can't remember. It feels like he hasn't been gone a whole lot because you can see, like, the mother, she's not dressing in black because that's what widows did in that time was they dressed in black for a while. But her headpiece was still black. Mm Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that just shows that she's a widow. Have you guys seen the second the, through the looking glass? No. no. Okay. So there's more that's like in that that explains about her father. Okay. okay. Yeah. I want to Or what is it? Return to, to Wonderland? Or, yeah. It's through or, the looking glass. Okay. Because I know that's what the book is called, but yes. I thought it was something else. Yeah. yeah so that movie's glass. not on Disney Plus yet, but it's going to be soon. I've heard like it has such bad reviews, but like. I like it. I. So I'm a huge Tim Burton buff mm-hmm. anyways, and though people don't like this one, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Dan is differing. So I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I'm really hit and miss on Tim Burton movies. Mm-hmm. I decided from the get-go I was going to watch it twice. The first time I was just going to watch it for the experience, not take any notes. Yep. Then I watched it the first time. I'm like, fuck me. I got to go back and watch this again and take notes. Although the second time I had to put on subtitles because there was a lot of stuff I didn't understand that the Hatter said. Yes. And then it pissed me off because even the subtitles are like in Gaelic or something. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. damn it. Yep. Yes. Like, I, I think that's really impressive, though. Yes, it is. I mean, I like Johnny Depp. I do. What did you call him? Yeah, I sent her a text <laughs> the other day. I'm like, I'm not really impressed with Johnny Depp's performance as Sweeney Wonka. <laughs> See, because I thought more like Captain Jack Sparrow because he had been doing yeah, all the pirate, in there, the yeah. Pirates of the mm-hmm. Caribbean movies, which kind of like helped him, especially doing the English accent mm-hmm. with this movie. And then I, the Gaelic that he did, or yeah, like the some, yeah. the Scottish accent that he had, I thought was really impressive. But mm-hmm. I'm also a, a stupid American, so I don't know mm, if it if was really good or not. Yeah. But from my watching standpoint, I thought it was decent and like the switching characters he can do. Yes. I like this one. Have you guys seen the actual cartoon version? Yes, I have. A long time ago. I like this one. I love the original cartoon, mm-hmm. but I like this one a little bit more coming from the reality world. It shows an uglier side of to a Wonderland. Everybody thinks that Wonderland is like this colorful. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't say happy, but like it's a little bit more cheery in the cartoon than it is in this one. So it shows how overcoming like the doom and gloom Mm -hmm. to make it Wonderland. Well, and they kind of set this up as a sequel to the original or any other version of Alice in Wonderland. She's been there as a child and now she's an adult going back. You know, when I watch this again, I forgot about like the flashbacks that she finally started having and is showing her as a child in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. That was also something that I thought was really interesting, like the fact that every time she goes back, she doesn't remember. Yeah. Which isn't, I don't know, like how I feel or think about that. It's well, just it's an almost, interesting concept. It's almost dream state like. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is Wonderland. It's her getaway from reality. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, NBC was doing this series of like big production, two part, two night movies with huge casts of just adapting classics like The Odyssey and others and. Alice in Wonderland was one of them. It was really good. It was hmm. it was live action, and they had all sorts of stars in it. To me, that's my Alice in Wonderland, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like comparing. I wonder, I wonder if we can still find that. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe on like Hulu or Amazon, maybe. It was yeah. pretty good. I know the Odyssey one still pops up on like the sci-fi channel from time to time. That's cool. I liked reading that in school. I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. story. See, we didn't have to, I didn't have to read it in high school. I didn't read until I got to college. Really? Mm-hmm. My knowledge of The Odyssey is somewhat based on my memory of this NBC movie, but more based on Wishbone. 
So much of my knowledge of literary classics is based on Wishbone. I actually never watched Wishbone. Hashtag bring back Wishbone. <laughs> I know a lot of people have been wanting it to come back. I want Wishbone back, but to adapt adult books like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. But I just wanted to talk about those human face stones that were in the pond. Ooh, yeah. Those Terrifying. Were, I forgot about those, that she was jumping on faces and like, I was sitting here re-watching it again this yeah. morning, and I was scribbling some more notes, and I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, and I looked up and I go, oh, fuck, those are faces. Were those supposed to be stone, or, see, I just interpret it as she's having so many people's Beheaded. heads chopped off that they're just chucking them in the moat. Maybe. That's what I interpreted it as, but. I don't know, because don't since either. they were gray, I just, my brain was like, oh, they're yeah. just stones. Yeah. But maybe that's what it is. But that was <laughs> Fucking it was creepy. creepy. I forgot Anne Hathaway was in this movie. For those who haven't seen the movie, in this movie, Anne Hathaway plays the good white queen that's the sister of the evil red queen. I do not trust her character in this movie. There's just something about her. She's a little off. She walks around with her hands are constantly above her shoulder in like this dainty pose. It's like every move she makes is a dance. Mm-hmm. Well, it's only when she's in the presence of her people because when she was seeing the dog, when the dog came through. The hound. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, she was looking around and then she dropped her arms and then ran to him. So it's like she's having to hold up this higher standard. Yes. So part of this movie is Alice is prophesied to pick up this magical sword and defeat this giant monster that the Red Queen is going to unleash. Jabberwocky. Or as the Red Queen says... Her Jabba baby walkie. <laughs> okay, I love <laughs> Helena Bowman Carter. And I think she did really good in this movie. See, I am sad, even though I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan, I'm sad that her and Tim Burton got divorced, mainly because I'm concerned about who got custody of Johnny Depp. <laughs> 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 but, you know, there's this prophecy in the movie, and the whole movie, Alice is resisting... I'm not a warrior. I can't slay this beast. Mm -hmm. And when she finally makes her decision, and it's time to make that decision, Anne Hathaway tells her, you can't be doing things for everybody else. You got to do what you want. But she says it to her, like, right as there's an entire crowd gathered waiting for her to come out and say, yeah, I'll slay the Jabberwocky. I feel like she really just manipulated her into fighting it. But also, I think it enlightened her to take charge of her own destiny when she got back to her homeland, though. Yes. The girl that plays Alice is a dainty woman. And what? I thought she just wasn't a great actress. It was very flat. I did feel like that with her facial expression sometimes. I think that's just how she is in general. And I know that's how she is in some of her other movies. But, like, she's a small blonde girl, basically. And when she puts on the suit of armor, I think she becomes a kind of a badass. And then she fights this monster and she doesn't know what she's doing. And they're like, well, the sword will do it for you. Like, well, you still have to wield the sword. Mm-hmm. But I like when she jumps onto the Jabberwocky's neck and it flips her up and she just has that moment of hang time and she goes off with your head and just whoosh. That was a really good moment. I like right before that final battle when all the sides are lining up, there's this shot that looks like a giant chessboard. Yes, Yes. because all of the White Queen's pieces are chess pieces. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the two armies, I've gone back and forth. Are those on each side, are those actually supposed to be people in weird armor? Or are those creatures or some kind of enchanted whatever? They might be enchanted whatever because... They look kind of like cards to me. Well, the card ones, the proportions are weird. They have really thin arms, but the armor comes down almost dress-like, like they're wearing it. I think they're creatures. Okay. Because when you go back to when they stole the sword, the one guy that is the queen's right-hand man takes it and slashes the knight that Mm. is the holder of it, Mm. and he just bursts into fragments. So I think they're actual creatures. Okay. Oh, I like that characters have names rather than like, like the worm had a name. Yeah. Absolute. And um, the White Queen and the Red Queen had their own names rather than just being called the Red Queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. I liked that. And the mouse had a name, but yeah, I, can't remember. I can't remember her name. I didn't bother learning any of them. I'm just like, okay, that's the Mad Hatter. It starts that's with an M, I think. And yeah, it's some um, Maliumkin or something like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And 
it wasn't Wonderland because Absolute goes, you silly girl, you even called it Wonderland. Yeah, it has like a name. And it adds um, a more like personal level to it all than just this the, fairy tale. The White Queen's Castle was in one area and the Red Queen's Castle had its own area name. And I don't know. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, the White Queen, going back to how I don't like her and I suspect <laughs> bad intentions from her. Technically, she's a usurper. It's laid out that the Red Queen is the older sister and mm-hmm. should inherit the crown. Somehow the White Queen ended up with the crown to begin with because we see in the Mad Hatter's flashback that like it gets taken from her. From her. And the Red Queen even makes like a remark about how she, I guess, manipulated their parents and like used her charms on them. Yeah. I think that kind of goes to like why I don't trust her with Alice and I wouldn't be surprised if in the sequel or not in the sequel, it turns out like she's just as bad a ruler as the Red Queen. I don't know. No, I know what you're saying, though, because she does seem a little shady at times. Yeah. Like, it's too good to be true. Yes. Of how, like, high and mighty she's acting. And several times she talks about she's made a vow to not hurt a living creature. And at the end, instead of killing her sister after winning the battle or her sister's right-hand man, Mm -hmm. she banishes them into like a life of exile where nobody is to ever talk to her sister and the knave would rather die than be handcuffed to her sister and has already tried to kill her so he's probably gonna kill her in her sleep anyway like that's kind of shady like you're not gonna hurt anybody but you're gonna do this to them also you just led an entire army into the battle i don't know what you thought was gonna happen there i like when her court they were starting to lose their pieces oh, of their oh yeah yeah big idea yeah and it just i like that it shows like the upcoming fall for the people that don't know what we're talking about all of the red queen's court court and lackeys they're all just like sucking up to her all the time and they all have these horrible deformities but it turns out they're all prosthetics that they're wearing so that they can fit in with the queen and her giant head which she has no problem with, like, her own head. Like, yeah. she is very, like, into her big head. And so, talking about, like, how cartoony some of the things are, I think I like how it's, like, cartoony in the right places. Going back to the dream state feel, and it shows, like, everything's not so human. Mm-hmm. And I like the, the cartoony aspect to it. I went back and forth on that, because sometimes I couldn't tell if it was just bad computer graphics. Or if it was intentionally a little cartoony. I think it was intentional. There was at one point, there was like an establishing shot of the Red Queen's castle. And it could have easily been Farquaad's castle from Shrek. Like it yeah. was that cartoony. I'm like, that's kind of cool. My only other one note that I wrote before just like just watching the movie is. So in the beginning, Bandersnatch scratches Alice on the arm. And so she walks around with this wound on her arm for a while. Well, when she goes to get the sword and give him his eye back, he licked it. And so I sat there and I was like, I wish my dogs could lick me and make all of my wounds and problems go away. They do lick. They do lick. They lick a lot, but they don't make my, they make, just make things worse rather than make my problems go away. I thought it was interesting that like, that was something that had happened like, the bandersnatch was like showing her like thank you for returning my eye obviously because you know the mouse poked it out but did you notice that when she went back home she still had the scar on her arm Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's interesting to like it shows shows she wasn't dreaming yeah like i think everyone else is like oh yeah she was just like she did just fall down a hole she was she just hit her head but it was real like there was a part of it that obviously had a physical element to it but she went five days in Wonderland where it was only like a matter 20 of minutes, minutes, which in... is crazy. I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I worked hard to find some stuff that I did enjoy about this movie, even though it was one of Tim Burton's lesser movies for me. There was, it was so Tim Burton. It's gloomy. At one point, I texted Emily, does Tim Burton not know the sun exists? To which I replied, what's that? At times, I kind of would have liked it to be a little more cartoony and zany because like the whole thing about wonderland like classically is it's just nonsense yeah all the right. time it's bonkers what did you think of the mad hatter's dance at the end <sighs> it wasn't impressive like it, it was could've... so computer generated that they hype it up saying like oh he's so good at uh-huh. it it's like 
It could have been a little bit more over the top considering it is the Mad Hatter. And the uh-huh. Mad Hatter is over the top. The Hatter. He didn't seem all that mad, really. Like, he was just broken up and destroyed by Where, like, in the cartoon. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure, like, why they built him into this bigger hero and stuff. And at one point in the movie, he's about to be executed with the Dormouse. They're going to be beheaded. He escapes, gives a speech to all the people in the castle, and it's like a rallying cry, and they're going to revolt against the queen. But it's not that impressive of a speech, and you can't understand half of him anyway because of his thick Scottish accent. Mm -hmm. So that part fell flat for me. That scene, though, with the execution, I was kind of hoping it'd be even more crazy and zany. Mm -hmm. I wanted, because the Red Queen has all these people she's having beheaded all the time, creatures and people of all different sizes, I wanted the executioner to have a selection of axes and for him to like take a normal size one out to get ready to behead the Mad Hatter, but then find like a small <laughs> mouse scale axe for beheading the Dormouse. Because I think that would have made sense in Wonderland of like, oh, we have yeah, one for would, everybody. Yeah, why wouldn't you have a specialized? I axe wonder for if creature? he could just take it and just like shape it. I was just picturing like this executioner holding an like axe the size of a toothpick <laughs> and just dink. Yeah, I liked the Cheshire Cat in this movie. I liked him so in like the cartoon he just kind of fades in and out. Mm. Where I like in this movie you can see him like I he like kind of creeped me out yeah. in the cartoon version. He's always been a little creepy to me. Yes. I feel like in this one he seemed more friendly of just like I'm here to actually like help you and guide you and versus the other one. I don't I don't know if it's cuz it was animated or well, what. Well, remember we were just talking about like what if it's in a timeline with the cartoon. Right. What if it has something to do with that timeline? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. Yeah. I was disappointed with the Vorpal sword that they make a big deal about. I feel like if you're going to make be talking about a weapon an entire movie and then finally reveal it, it should be a really cool weapon. It, it nah. lacked a yeah. little bit. <laughs> I like when the knave is trying to track Alice down to the tea party. He actually kind of participates in the tea party, pours himself some tea, and starts to drink it. And then he throws it. Yeah. He's like, what am I doing? <laughs> Which is kind of in the spirit of the tea party anyway. They're all throwing crap. Stuff. Yeah. That's why I think I'm the hair. I just um, destroy things. <laughs> the Dormouse has the best attitude. I really love it. She's like never quite taken with Alice. Mm-hmm. And she's the wrong Alice. At one point, Alice is insisting that it's all a dream and she's just going to pinch herself and wake up and the pinch doesn't work. So the Dormouse says, I can stab you with my tiny little sword if you like. Yeah, that might be helpful. She does it. Does it to her freaking foot. She leaps and digs right into Alice's foot. When Alice goes to the Red Queen's court, she has a chandelier that's being held aloft by flapping birds. I saw that when they came in for the frogs. And they're just struggling. I loved it. I actually didn't notice that at all. You see it a couple times. It's great. Hmm. I noticed it like when the frog, like, you know, when she comes in and she's like, who ate my whatever they were. Yeah. jams or something and they're all like oh, wasn't me your majesty there's like the chandelier in the person yeah they're flapping like crazy it's great <laughs> i like when she's like where's my pig and the pig just slams underneath her and just is like laying there which i love how nonsensical it is i like to have a, a warm, warm pig. pig under my pig belly to like i like a warm pig belly to warm my aching feet but she has her shoes on <laughs> she does have her shoes on I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. It was just so Tim Burton. It's not that I hate all Tim Burton movies. I want to see the second one just because I've been wanting to. I liked the second one a lot, and like you were curious about like what happens with the dad and everything, and it goes into that a little bit too. And she's older in the second movie too. I just I like it. That was one thing I was like, ah, I'm you could also have to Google see it. The sequel now because like I'm curious enough even though like, I don't like the aesthetic mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah, it was... I just do want to go on record. I don't hate Tim Burton movies. There's some really good ones he's made. I just Sometimes they're more style than substance for me. Um, yeah, if no one else has anything else to say about Alice in Wonderland, let's play a game. Okay. Yeah. Since we have a guest on this episode, I thought I would take the opportunity to make a game where you two can compete against each other. Bring a, it on. In a game I call What's your deal? It's a lot like a popular TV 
game show where you have to guess prices on stuff, except okay. it's all going to be fucked up shit you can buy on the internet. Ooh, buddy. That if you walked in Emily's and gonna win. saw it in your friend's house, you'd be like, dude, what's your deal? <laughs> First one, peel and stick wall decal, kind of like the fat heads, giant mm-hmm. wall decals of an elderly couple in a golf cart. $25. I'm going to say 20 Molly gets it. It is $22. And I forgot to say, you can't go over the price. Just like in that other game we will not mention. <laughs> but Molly was closest anyway. Next one. A one-tooth pendant necklace made from a real human molar. $15. Okay. You pay $15 for a tooth. Why not? Uh, I would pay like 5 It is 20 Oh my gosh. Ew. On sale from 35 <laughs> <laughs> Is nasty. it like specialized? You can go like send your teeth in and... I mean... Nope, you just get whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I found that on Etsy and... <laughs> This person has a side business where apparently they're just acquiring human molars all the time. That's gross. Enough of them to be selling necklaces made out of them. That concerns me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I have questions about this person. But But moving on. Yeah. From Amazon. 100,000 parasitic wasp eggs. $150. I'm going to say $130. I'm going to give the point to Molly. You both went over. It's only $30. What? I feel like that would be expensive. Yeah. Why does she get a point? I gotta give it to somebody. Nobody gets a point. Okay. We might end up with a tie at the end, though. How many do you have? I have nine to avoid a tie. Okay. (laughs) We'll see how it comes out. Next one. Amazon. Real human finger bone. (laughs) Why would you want that? Why can you buy this on Amazon? So many questions. Emily? $12. 20 15. Emily gets the point. Ew! This one, it's for medical training. It's an infant circumcision training kit with replacement genitals in case you want another whack at that foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a dummy of a baby with like five or six penises. You can snap onto it and cut a bit off. $35. 30 Emily's closest, it's actually 226 $226? Yeah, it's like medical training device. It's lifelike. Why can you buy that on Amazon? I think it's more acceptable to buy that on Amazon than a real human finger bone. I mean, or so, okay, okay. 100,000 parasitic wasp eggs. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. You get that finger in and it doesn't, turns out it's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> can the parasitic wasp eggs come back to life? They're not hatched yeah, yet. Yeah, they're not hatched yet. You're they're buying eggs. them to hatch them. I wonder why why you give them parasites so it's, they could kill other things. Yeah, it's for killing other types of insects. Me, humans. <laughs> you're not an insect. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. This one I had to go to an exotic meat website. <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs> guinea pig meat. <laughs> What's no. the price for one guinea pig? Did you just go to the black market? <laughs> no, it's an actual website you go to. How do you cook a guinea pig? Um, I don't know. Boil it alive like a lobster. <laughs> Listen to it scream. <laughs> Is it for an entire like? It's one like dressed, so skinned and like gutted guinea pig. Okay. Um, fifty dollars. I'll go forty. Only thirty-five. I'll throw that one out. Same website. <laughs> oh, buddy. What if you just want one pair of that guinea pig's testicles? Oh my god. $10. 20 20 on the nose. Yeah! Can I get double for that? Is that a thing? Double points for on the nose? Mm, nah. Maybe next time we play. I'm going to tell that to my friends the next time I have class with them. Do you know how much you can uh, pay for a guinea pig testicle? <laughs> 20 bucks. Oh, for the pair. <laughs> oh, for the pair. My bad. Okay. <laughs> this one, if you have lost a loved one, you can have a 12-inch custom action figure replica made of them with lifelike fiber hair, and it also doubles as an urn. How did I know that's where I was going? <laughs> it's like see-through, and it's just the ashes you can yeah. see through. It's a action figure replica of your loved one that contains their ashes. So would it be lifelike of their state of when they died or when they were younger? Whatever you want. I think you probably just send them a face photo, and then they... 
make a sculpted head. I'm going to go $75. 50 225 Jesus Christ. You need to catch up, Molly. Last one. This one fucked me up the most. Oh, great. It's not the most fucked up, but it's also like kind of disturbing. Ouija board, but there's no letters. Instead, it's all sex positions, and you let the spirits decide how you and your partner are going to have sex. <laughs> I'm gross. That's hilarious. I'm going to go $120. Uh, 100 It's only 19 What? Wow. That's so disturbing to me, because like, I'm picturing like the exorcist, and like, <laughs> that's how she gets the demon. She's like playing with the Ouija board, and so I'm just picturing a creepy demon like in the corner no, no, watching no, no, you no, have no, sex. No, no, it's scary movie too when she gets fucked by the ghost. Weird. Yeah. So weird. I just stumbled across this one. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, How much is a regular Ouija board? Uh, probably somewhere around there. Like, Don't buy one. The fact that they're made like by like Hasbro or somebody now, that's kind of creepy. I just, why do you want ghosts telling you how to have sex? Like That implies that they're watching. <laughs> Just oh, they need to get off too. They're just <laughs> okay, so no one got that one. Uh, let's see, I believe I won. Uh, Emily has four. Molly has two. She gets quadruple points for the one that <laughs> she got on the nose. So Molly wins. Wow, bitch! <laughs> you said no. I wanted to see how it was going to shake out. Molly wins. <laughs> right off. <laughs> well, when you're the guest on the podcast, you can win. <laughs> you gonna kick me off sometime <laughs> soon? I'll take over so you can yeah. win the next game. You're getting kind of old. I was thinking about seeing you at a farm. Hey, now you left. don't tell a woman she's old. I know of a great farm where you'll have plenty of room to run and play with other gingers. <laughs> hey, Jan, purple now. I'm not over thirty. <laughs> Your knees are. <laughs> <laughs> he got you there, my dude. He did. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Do you have a Urban Dictionary to wrap us up? <gasps> oh, I've got two. So the first one is called Neptune's Kiss. Neptune doesn't give me a whole lot to work with. No. Yeah, I don't know. Is that like a certain god or something? Yeah, I Which just don't know. Which one is it? Poseidon? Yeah. It is? So yeah, like it water? could also be called Poseidon's Kiss. Okay, I was going to say, I thought it was water. You guys ready for me to tell you? Yeah. Yeah. The splashback of cold bog water up into your ring piece when dropping the kids off at the pool. When you take a shit and the water backsplashes into your butthole. <laughs> I get it though. Yeah. I can't believe I've actually I've heard of that before. Really? really? Yeah. You well, next time you, can, you Snapchat me when you're going to the bathroom, I'll ask if you had Neptune's kiss. <laughs> it's not pleasant. No. no. It doesn't sound pleasant. Does that never happen to you? You never jumped to do so large. <laughs> I just plopped uh, back up. Probably I have. I don't know. Like, I, I don't spend a lot of time like committing those memories to the memory banks. I don't keep a scrapbook. You know? <laughs> Dear diary, today the water hit me in my bungalow. There's, there's an app that's called Poop Map. Me and a bunch of teammates got, and you can like share your poops with each other. Why? Because <laughs> it's comical. <laughs> we saw it on TikTok, and we all downloaded it. <laughs> it's too much team bonding. No, it's great. You can say where it's at. You can rate it on stars, and then you can like. <laughs> Uh, oh. I hope none of them hear this. Can you categorize it by flavor profile? <laughs> no. Per- you also cannot post pictures because somebody had that question. I was like, absolutely not. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> oh. You guys ready for number two? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you ready for number two? I don't think you're ready for we number two. We already did that episode. <laughs> we do talk a lot about poop. No, our, one of our episodes was actually, are you ready for number two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about a lot of poop on here. Yeah. Happy to contribute. All right. The second one is Alabama pig gross. <laughs> Do you know? Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know something. <laughs> I know how fucked up Urban Dictionary is. <laughs> like, um, if I had to define that. I would say it would be like a spit roast, like somebody being penetrated from one end and the other end, 
but it's Alabama, so I don't know. Like they're slathering barbecue sauce. I, know, on I was their thinking back. hot sauce. Yeah, <laughs> there's some kind of unnecessary sauce, sauce being happening. Lathered on the person. Are they spinning? No. When one guy is having sex with a girl doggy style, and another guy is getting a blowjob, and they arm wrestle on the girl's back. They're what? They arm wrestle on the girl's <laughs> back. I was kind of close. You were. You, you got were. part of it right. I just like the arm wrestling. The part. arm wrestling. <laughs> this girl's like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just talk practically. Like, that means they are both digging their elbows into her spine. <laughs> oh, goodness. That poor woman. <laughs> She apparently, she signed up. If she's getting ran by two dudes at one time, she signed up for something. <laughs> to get arm wrestled on her back? I, so. I'm, I'm guessing her friend dropped her off at the house <laughs> for $400. She, she signed up on the escorts. Yep. Oh, that's going to be all for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Molly, for coming Yeah, thanks, today. Molly. Absolutely. It was really fun. As always, give us star ratings or reviews on whatever platform you're listening to the show on and share the show with anybody you think might enjoy it. Guys, you can find us at Micah Jiggers Podcast on Facebook. And don't forget, we have a new website. Um, I forgot the website. MicahJiggers.com. <laughs> yeah, Good job, Emily. <laughs> I know. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> but... Let us know what you guys want us to watch next in a review and let us know if you enjoyed having a guest and say hi to my new dog, guys. And thanks for listening. Yeah, we'll have to post a picture of Finn on the Facebook page. He will be here forever and ever and ever unless he eats more of my fucking pizza <laughs> off the counter. <laughs> okay, we will catch you guys next episode. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. There you go. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.